0: Alright, we're in Matthew chapter 7 and we're working our way through the Sermon on the Mount. And I want to look at verses 6 through 12 this morning. I think they go together. Matthew 7, beginning in verse 6, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn and tear you in pieces. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, Uh, Oh, no, I already read that. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you? If his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, Do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Now these verses obviously follow the Lord's exhortation that we looked at last time, that you not be a judgmental person. The point there was that you deal with sin in your own life so that you can then minister effectively to others who are desperate for the Lord. As we'll see beginning in verse 13, everyone you encounter is going to be on one of two paths. Uh, That's the famous scripture about the difficult path leading to a narrow gate. It's the path you want to be on because it eventually leads to heaven. And then the other path leads to a broad gate, but its end is destruction. It ultimately leads to hell. I think that the two paths of verse 13 suggest the various illustrations in verses 6 through 12. Uh, The Lord is building up to telling you that you know, you're know you on one path, there are people on this other path, and you want to be reaching out to them. The dogs and the hogs, the stones and the serpents, all of these could be found along the roads that you would travel in the first century. The asking and the seeking and the knocking are another illustration that is suggested by somebody on a journey, as we'll see. So there you go every day, like today, along a difficult, narrow path. That's our calling as believers it's a wonderful path it's a joyous path it's it's filled with great scenery as it were but it's difficult you know it's it's the christian life in in a non-christian environment you certainly want to reach out to those on this broad road that leads to destruction in fact you are seeking them i mean we, we may not always consciously be doing this or thinking about it every minute but when we do have a, a lucid moment we think hey i want to reach out to people and and see them saved But we don't know really who they are or exactly how to identify them in terms of particular people that the Lord wants us to talk to. I mean, obviously, we could start going door to door. We could, you know, stand on street corners. There's a sense in which we want to preach to everyone, uh, but we generally don't do that. I mean, we're led to certain people. Uh, Some of them are suggested by our work environment or by our neighborhood and stuff, but uh, we don't always know who's going to be receptive to the gospel. Uh, and so we need to know how to identify them. Now, along the actual roads Jesus traveled, you would encounter dogs and swine. Not the cutesy pet dogs that we have. You know, not collared dogs with, you know, if lost, call this number. Uh, anybody who's traveled at all in the third world knows the kind of dogs. Where to, these are just. These are in environments where there is no SPCA, there are no spay and neuter clinics, and dogs, And I mean, I have seen some of the nastiest, mangiest dogs in the Philippines. And I had a, <clears throat> I have a an ongoing nightmare when we used to go to the Philippines <laughs> that I was going to get bit by a rabid dog and have to be left behind on the team. And, and um, almost, almost had that come true several times. But, I mean, these dogs, they're just, you know, they're just... Everywhere, You know, eating garbage and fighting each other, and they're, they're just nasty looking. And so this is the kind of dog that uh, Jesus was talking about. And they would have been just as common in first century times, maybe even more so than they are today. Uh, the swine are not like Babe the Pig, because he, he mentions here that it's going to turn on you and tear you up. And so this is really more like a wild boar. More like a hogzilla kind of a situation. But, and there were boar in that area and stuff. And so, uh, so this, he's talking about these kinds of dangers that you would encounter along the road. What is holy is a reference to the meat offered in sacrifice at the temple. And so the picture is that of a priest walking along the road, throwing a piece of flesh from the altar of burnt offering to one of the wild dogs. Uh, It's something a priest wouldn't do because that was a holy offering unto the Lord. It's not a, it's kind of a, it's something that would stop you short if you're a Jew and think, wow, that a priest shouldn't do that and wouldn't do that. You're like a priest, therefore, along this difficult narrow path, but you're also rich because he talks about casting pearls before swine. This depicts a rich man who would wantonly throw handfuls of small pearls to the swine. Small pearls, or seed pearls as they're called, would resemble the corn on which the swine feed, or sometimes would feed. And so therefore they would rush upon them when scattered, and then discovering that they weren't food, they'd tear you up. (laughs) 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 Or at least there's the possibility that they would, you know, so... um, kind of like giving your dog a hot pepper or something, you know, it's like, it's just, you know, I, not that I've ever done that, but I've heard that it's been done. So, all right. So you're on the narrow path, right? You have no beam in your eye. You've dealt with your own issues. And so you want to identify and minister to those on this broad path that leads to destruction and you have holy and precious things to share with them. You're a priest and you're rich with the gospel. You wouldn't think of sharing the holy and precious things of the gospel with dogs and hogs. And so obviously Jesus meant people who are somehow dog-like and hog-like. An acceptable interpretation of these illustrations is this one given by Warren Wiersbe. And let me just quote him because this is the standard kind of understanding of what Jesus means. Wiersbe says, As God's people, we are privileged to handle holy things for the Lord. He has entrusted to us the precious truths of the word of God. And we must regard them carefully. No dedicated priest would throw meat from the altar to a filthy dog, and only a fool would give pearls to a pig. While it is true that we must carry the gospel to every creature, it is also true that we must not cheapen the gospel by a ministry that lacks discernment. Even Jesus refused to talk to Herod, and Paul refused to argue with people who resisted the word. And then he gives some references for uh, all of those statements. The Lord loves to see us effective. And the devil would love to see us sidetracked. To be effective in ministry, we sometimes have to make judgments, not for condemnation, but for identification. Is the person open? Is the person sensitive and receptive? Are they hungering for God's word, or do they just want to argue endlessly? Uh, Over the years, I've encountered some people like that where uh, they just really want to argue with you, and after a while, you, you just, you know identify that there's no value in the argument uh and and you just move on there's there's kind of a i i think it's a fleshly part of us that doesn't want to move on you know you you want to continue in the struggle um i remember years ago another another pastor they had a an internet forum uh where you talk to each other and uh, it had to do with a particular issue, and, and he said, "Hey, can some of you other guys help me? This one guy just, you know, keeps posting and asking these questions." And so I got on it for a while, and and uh, it was just endless. You know, it's one of those where as soon as you made a point, then well, what about this? You know, and then well, then okay, well, what about this? And uh, you know, and, and, but you feel defeated. You feel. You know, as if they've won somehow because you weren't able to win them over. But, and there's, a, I think, a lot of wasted ministry sometimes, uh, you, you know, where we just, you just have to have a discernment that, hey, this isn't going anywhere. This person isn't really receptive. But what a hard thing to do because that can be a fleshly thing, too. I mean, you can just get tired of dealing with people. You can just get impatient. You can just not like them and, and stuff. And so all of this is a very tricky kind of an area. So how do we know what we should do and where we should invest our time? Well, that's why I think Jesus gives us verses 7 and 8. If we see these in context, they make this sense. He says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now, these verses can uh, appropriately be generally applied to just persistence in prayer. I mean, the Lord's talking about prayer and giving you just a general feel for being persistent uh, and, and seeking the Lord. He quotes them a little bit differently over in Luke. I think it's chapter 11. But, uh, so so that is a general application we can get. But they might also have an immediate contextual meaning here uh, that is pretty interesting. So remember in this section, you're walking along this difficult, narrow road, Uh you're ready to minister to people. You don't have a beam in your eye. You're seeking to share the gospel with them. You need discernment so you don't end up becoming ineffective, spinning your wheels, as it were, on the road with those who are closed and insensitive. Think of it this way, because we, we just were uh, in this episode a few weeks ago in the book of Acts. If you're Philip uh, and God says, I want you to go down to the desert road and, and you know hang out there, If you end up talking to some guy who just wants to argue with you and and you get into this kind of debate thing, you know, the Ethiopian's chariot's going to go right by. You know, you're going to miss that opportunity that God has set. So so that's the kind of thing I think we're looking at. So back to verses 7 and 8. Let's say you're walking, you're on this narrow road, you're walking, and you're trying to find somebody, but you're not sure who they are or where they live. Uh, which is the you know the sense that we're getting here? Well, if that was a real world situation, you would first ask for directions, and then you would seek that house, and then you knock to get inside. I mean, that's exactly what you would do. So yes, asking, seeking, and knocking. That you know, the thing about that as a general application to prayer is that we always have to qualify it by saying, just because you do that, doesn't mean you're going to get everything. You know, that God. You know, and and we have trouble with it. But Jesus, I think, first and foremost, saying you're looking for who God wants you to minister to. So ask the Lord, be sensitive to the leading of his spirit. And then when he shows you, seek out that person, go to that, person, like Philip did with the Ethiopian and then ask, you know, to, to minister and stuff. So it's a really kind of a naturally flowing illustration. And this illustration is a real encouragement that if, if we ask the Lord, he will lead us to folks. He wants us to share the gospel with as we go along the narrow path through our life. Uh, and and, uh, certainly it's, everybody is a candidate but not everybody is receptive not everybody is right god knows their hearts and where they're at uh and uh you know people who shared with me over the years i'm thankful for them and, and they didn't do anything wrong but there are many people who shared with me at a time when i wasn't ready to receive the gospel and, and god finally brought me to a place where i was and then when i was shared with i you know it was fertile soil and my heart opened to the lord and so so yeah we're supposed to share with everybody don't You know, don't go away thinking that there's only one or two people in the world you're going to share with. Everybody's a candidate, but you don't always know who that person is. And so we want to ask and seek and knock. Receptive people are depicted in the next two verses. What man is there among you? If his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? Stones lined the first century roads. Under them and in the underbrush were serpents, poisonous snakes. A person, a non-believer walking along the broad road encounters stones and serpents is one of the things that Jesus is indicating. Uh, They would stumble over stones. They're bitten and poisoned by the serpents. It's not so easy being on the broad road either. I mean, there's a narrow road. It's difficult uh, because it requires all the things that go into the Christian life. But that doesn't mean that the broad path is just one big party on your way to hell. You know, I mean, that's how the world would have us think. You know, the, you know, it's all one big, you know, what happens on the broad road stays on the broad road kind of party thing. Uh, there's a lot of trouble along that broad road. There's, there's things that people stumble over and get themselves into trouble with. Uh, there are poisonous things or things that cause them harm. Uh, and so that's uh, also a problem. Uh, so... <clears throat> Uh, you come along and you can share things that would transform their path. No longer on the broad road with stones and serpents, they can find themselves on the narrow road with you with something like bread and fish. And probably bread and fish because of the idea that stones, you know, the stones in that culture looked like little loaves of bread and sometimes you, I guess, could mistake a serpent for a fish. That I've never really understood that because... Probably the serpent would be on land and the fish would be in water, but who knows. Anyway, but the idea is that instead of encountering those dangers now along the road, they would have sustenance. And so they're on that narrow road with you. Verse 11, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? The people on the broad road are headed for destruction, but it's not God's will that they should perish. He puts you in their path to show them grace and mercy and peace and love and forgiveness. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. If your circumstances were reversed, what would you want someone to do for you? And then just do that for them. Uh, and I, I, you know, a lot of times I don't think we apply this uh, as we could. I don't think we really put ourselves in another person's position. We uh, and this would take a long time for me to explain, not that it's so deep, it's just difficult for me to get my hands around it too. But I think a lot of times when people are hurting or, or we hear about something in a person's life, we immediately say something to them that we, you know, we think is going to minister to them. Uh, and we haven't really thought it through. You know? Let me give you a, a stupid example. Here's a dumb example. Fifteen years ago when we were moving into our current house, uh You know, we've got boxes and stuff. Everything's torn up all over our house and we're trying to get moved. You know, you know what it is. You're moving in, you know, and stuff. Well, some, some people who went to the church at that time, they stopped by and they said, hey, we want to minister to you while you're, you know, moving and stuff, you know. Hey, that sounds great. Uh, and so we want you to come over for dinner. Well, I want you to just bring me a pizza because I, you know, so we stop what we're doing, take showers Get ready, go out and have an entire evening of dinner at this house, you know, which was pleasant and nice and everything. But what I really wanted to do was move, you know. And, and, you know, so if you want to help me, you know, yeah, grab a hammer or a box and bring a pizza by, you know, and stuff. Oh, that's stupid. It didn't cost anybody anything or hurt anything. But I think a lot of times if we're not careful, we think we're ministering to somebody, but really they're allowing us to, to minister, you know, and and, and, uh, and we're not really hitting the mark in terms of what they actually mean. So sometimes you have to really be thoughtful and say, okay, if I had a chronic illness, if I was dying from cancer, if my house just burned, you know, what would really, you know, what would I really want somebody to do? And then cautiously and gently try and suggest those things. And I don't think it's, Hard. I just think we kind of miss it sometimes we we want to hit something that's kind of on the surface that doesn't cost us too much. We don't invest too much time thinking about it. You know, it's like, you know, that kind of a thing. And so this golden rule is is a little bit deeper than we sometimes think. With reference to the context of the narrow and broad paths, we want to be ready and open to God's leading. And as I mentioned earlier, we want to be like Philip uh, and walk up to the Ethiopian. How do we know who our Ethiopian is each day? The Lord says, ask, ask, and then uh, you'll be able to seek and knock. He says, for this is the law and the prophets. In other words, everything you learn about God from his word is only going to encourage you to represent him more to those who are perishing. Um, so good little couplet here in its own context about our journey on the narrow road, looking for folks who are on that broad path that leads to destruction. Amen. Amen.